Hello, and welcome back to week nine of my Gluten Intolerance podcast. This week, I have another person that I'm going to interview who also has gluten intolerance stuff in her life. So, so here is Anna Schild, um, someone who also deals with gluten intolerance. How are you doing today, Anna? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm good. All right, so do you want to just give me some general background on your gluten intolerance and how you found out and how you're dealing with it and all that kind of stuff? Sure. So I found out, um, it was recommended to me about a year ago to stop eating gluten. Um, And at the same time, um, my doctor also recommended me stopping to eat a few other things like coffee and... I don't know, bananas and chocolate and um, corn actually was another big one. Um, And so I, right when she told me that, I went off of all those foods for a couple weeks. Um, And then a few weeks later, I was able to kind of add most of the rest of those back into my diet, but I'm still mostly gluten-free. I eat some gluten because I just really like bread and other (laughs) gluten-y things. But, um, yeah, I've been probably 80 to 90% gluten-free for about a year. Cool. Um, what are the most, like, crazy changes you've noticed in your health after stopping eating gluten? Yeah, before, before I, um, I had been told to... health issues that were just getting to the point where it was just hard to deal with on a day-to-day basis even. Um, a lot of digestive is digestive issues, um, some sinus issues, and for me that was mostly in like my nose and even in my ears. I they, like felt stuffy um, and and also in my energy level. I just felt exhausted all the time probably related to the digestion that was just my if my stomach felt bad it felt like my energy was just sapped and so once I went off gluten um I have felt so much better I when I when I eat gluten sometimes now I still have digestion issues but mostly it's way way better and I just feel more stable from an energy level perspective um and my sinuses have, for the most part, cleared up, too. Um, so you mentioned you stopped eating a couple other foods also when the doctor, whoever told you to do that. Um, what is, like, how have you noticed, like, which foods affected you the most versus just, like, the gluten versus those other things, too? Yeah. So the other ones were coffee, chocolate, banana, and corn. Um, and... I'm not actually really sure if I, if I can identify how those individually affected me, mm-hmm. but going off all of them at the same time was very helpful. And then I came back to, um, I was able to eat chocolate and corn again. And the corn thing was a big deal because corn is in everything like corn syrup, corn flour, whatever. So even when I was in the gluten-free section for those couple of weeks, I had a hard time finding food that I could, that I was, you know, quote, allowed to eat because even if it didn't have wheat flour, it probably had corn flour or corn syrup or corn starch. So that was, 
you know, that was an issue. Um, but now, I mean, I still don't have coffee. Um, and I used to drink a little bit of that. Um, so I think gluten is the one that has made the biggest impact and the others not, not quite as much. Um, what, um, like foods have you changed in your like day-to-day life the most? I love bread (laughs) and I'm very sad that I don't get to eat bread the same way that I used to. And so we actually buy like a lot of gluten-free bread, which is like quite expensive. Um, but like I have it for breakfast a lot of mornings, like peanut butter toast or whatever. Um, I I really miss when we go to re- like nice restaurants that like bring out bread before your meal. That is the worst because I like can't eat lots of bread and I love doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or dipping bread in oil and balsamic vinegar, so good. <laughs> Ugh. And chocolate chip cookies. Um, Normal pizza. <laughs> yep. Those are probably the three main things. Um, and also, like, pasta, although I didn't have lots of that either. But I think bread is the biggest change. And since it's the biggest change, I also just eat lots of the gluten-free option for bread. Oh, and crackers. Like, uh, like crackers and snacks and stuff. I used to eat a lot of, like, cheese and crackers or whatever. Um, and I have thankfully found a wonderful gluten-free alternative that I really like actually. So that's good, but mm-hmm. it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, I feel you, especially on the pizza. I've not mm-hmm. found a good gluten-free pizza yet and I'm really sad about it. <laughs> hey, Costco actually has a pretty good one. Hmm. If you have Costco where you live. We do not have it here, but that is good bummer. to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get their gluten-free pizza and put broccoli and onions on top of it, and it's quite delicious. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's good. Mm. All right. Otherwise, it's just boring cheese pizza. Which is the best kind of pizza. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyways, um, next question. Um, Do you think it is difficult for the people around you, specifically your husband, Colin, um, to not have gluten in the house as much, or does he just kind of eat gluten-y things? And you just kind of have to sit there and watch. (laughs) (laughs) There's some of both for sure. Um, I am really appreciative because he is willing to kind of try and eat some non-gluten stuff with me. Like quinoa is something that we eat a lot of nowadays, um, Mm -hmm. which I think he had never tried before. Um, But he actually likes it, which is great. So there are definitely several meals that we have where... There's just absolutely no gluten. Um, but some nights of the week, we just kind of do our own thing, and I'll have leftovers of whatever gluten-free meal we made earlier in the week, and he'll have a pizza or make spaghetti or whatever. So he still gets his his wheat fix. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am mostly pretty good about just letting him eat his thing, and I eat my thing. Although I usually ask for a bite of his pizza. <laughs> cool. Hmm. Um, um, so where have you noticed it to be the most difficult um, to be gluten intolerant? 
I would say for sure in social situations. Um, and then like a, a book club, cooking club, where we meet every couple of weeks and, and cook a meal together with a couple other friends. Um, and I felt very um, self-conscious, I guess, about telling them, oh, I'm going to be mostly gluten-free and, um, you know, and then they, but they were they were so great about it and just said oh no problem like we'll make mostly gluten free stuff and um and so it's it's been um mostly a pretty positive experience there just because my friends are awesome um but it's it's unfortunate for me at when we're at other places um like a big party and there's like brownies or other delicious foods that are full of gluten and I have to be very conscious about exerting self-control to not eat that chocolate chip cookie or that delicious piece of bread or whatever. Um, and it, it's less fun when there's like lots of other people who are enjoying those things. I really like food. And so <laughs> it's, it's, I, I just have to be conscious about it. And I know the consequences of if I make a choice to eat that thing that may or may not upset my stomach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been kind of the same way. Being in social situations is a lot harder to be gluten-free than when you're all alone. You can definitely just only eat the stuff that you make right. and stuff. Yeah, just only having that stuff around the house yep. is is a helpful helpful way to, to make it easy to exert self-control. <laughs> yep. Well, yep. thank you so much for talking to me on my podcast this week. And for the rest of you, I'll see you all next week for my last and final podcast. Bye.